Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Rebel Starbuck with you on Shooting the Shiz at this week, covering the world of pro wrestling all around the globe with my co-host Dylan Broder. Dylan, what's happening? Yeah, well, there's a lot of stuff happening in the world of pro wrestling. Like it seems to just never end. We got All Out coming. When is it actually? It's coming in like the 31st. a thirty first. Yeah, yeah. And next Saturday. The next day, then we have the. Uh, Slam in Talon. That's right. That's going to be killer too. Yep. Um, and what else? I mean, we got, uh, I guess the New Japan's kind of on like a little vacation there, but there is still news coming out of them. Mm-hmm. WWE, we got news there. And uh, I guess the biggest news of the week is uh, is this John Moxley having to be pulled out, pulling himself out, in fact. Yeah, of, you got uh, actually, you know more about that than I do, but there's something to do with, was it his elbow? Yeah, it seems that he's got this uh, major inflammation in his elbow that needs to be surgically removed. Uh, I guess there's like a pocket <clears throat> of uh, some kind of fluid that's filled up, and it was bothering him during the G1. And uh, I think it's a reoccurring thing that has uh, plagued him before, and, and now it's, uh, I guess, culminated to the point where in if he wants to kind of have a career and go into TV with AEW, where I guess that's where they really need him. Because mm-hmm. this show, they've sold it out. Mm-hmm. They're sure, for sure going to do uh, loads of pay-per-view buys and, and that. I think it's already, this show has already proved that it's a success. Mm-hmm. You know, um, even if they, uh, even if it actually is not the best show ever, but uh, I guess people are, people will make it the best show ever in their minds mm-hmm. already, I think. Yeah, so of course, yeah. this is maybe... Uh, even though a lot of people are saying that this is the worst time ever, I think this is probably the best time that you can pull out and be healthy for TV. Because if you're going to go into this match and you have to expect that uh, everybody was expecting Kenny Omega and John Moxley to be a physical insanity, then uh, probably you know he wouldn't be good for TV. And then the thing is that I mean they're replacing him with Pac, right? Yeah. And I think it was a given that before long, he was coming in anyways. And you know how I knew that was the fact that uh, when they did that match, was it in England with Pac versus uh, Hangman Page? Yeah. And uh, they they finished it with Pac fucking over his leg, right? Right, right. You knew right then and there that, uh, well, they're not going to leave it at this. You know, you can draw this out. You can build the injury. you, You can... You, you more or less, you know, play it, play it by ear for a bit. But nonetheless, you're going to bring it to that stage where you're going to bring Pac in at some point anyway. So I'm sure that he was, you know, in the back pocket, being kept in the back pocket. Maybe, maybe he was being actually kept uh, as a surprise angle for the finish of that Omega Hangman page. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, not Omega, but uh, Jericho Hangman Page uh, title yeah. match, right? Mm. I, I have this inkling that, that that was maybe the original plan. I could be wrong, of course. I don't book their stuff. but um, So it's. I think it's a good thing. I think that the fact that Pac is coming in now, is it's it's fresh. Uh, it's He still has market value, definitive market value. Right. Um, and it should be a great match. So I think it's a really good option, like plan B for them to go to right now. 
I think so too, and I, I think it, it actually might have been Plan A um, before Moxley Originally, was. Yeah. yeah, so it it seemed as as though for me that uh, at least the rumors, you know, you never really know, but uh, that it would have been Page and Pac, and Pac would have lost and then gone against Omega to you know during this event to try to avenge that or or whatnot and. Most likely, you would expect that he was he will lose to Omega, but I have this weird feeling that he that he might actually win and then do the same thing that you're talking about. Yeah, and that's kind of in a way. If I'm going to predict something, I think that would be that would be really interesting that Omega actually uh, wouldn't get too close to the title right now and mm-hmm. would kind of get a you know they do it in New Japan a lot really well where they. You know the the guy who's on top of the world all of a sudden has a swift and nasty descent to mm-hmm. the bottom, and then he's got to build himself back up. And I think that might be what Omega should do. Uh, he might he sh- might have to in my in my eyes to the American crowd anyway have to like fight his way from the bottom. I think that's where he him his character works the best is when he's got a a mountain to climb. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what they do. Maybe they don't. I don't know. Um, but it is uh, unfortunate, I guess. But then, uh, then again, um, I guess Moxley's been hitting it hard. I guess his last match was against Pentagon Junior in this uh, North, uh, is it Northeast Wrestling? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, supposedly, supposedly it was a you know hard worked match, but he was being really cautious uh, about his elbow and landing on it. I'm sure they did loads of these. Uh, you know what you love the most with uh, Pentagon doing his Cerro Medro, you know, ch- oh, body language, yeah. all this like signaling thing. Yeah, yeah. for like ten minutes probably to eat oh, it up, yeah. and, Jeez, yeah, yeah. and Moxley probably. I think I saw a clip out of it that he was, you know, he got the Cerro Medro, and then Moxley just gave him the finger or something like that. You yeah, know? right. So right. A lot of this, what uh, former NWA World Junior Heavyweight Champion back from 1983, Les Thornton would have called Gaga. Yeah. <laughs> Gaga, ladies and gentlemen. But yeah, it's it is what it is and uh, you got to compensate especially when you got to carry somebody who is hurt and you got to find a way to fill time and to still make it uh entertaining. Yeah. Uh not the easiest thing in the world, got to be creative. Uh but still people paying their hard-earned yen or dollar dinero or peso or whatever it is for the wrestling action, you got to deliver and give them the best product possible. But uh so I guess he aggravated that elbow injury during his G1 Climax series in Japan. Yeah. Because, I mean, those are hard work matches. Yeah, I mean, uh, and I think to, like, I, I don't think he shouldn't have done it. I mean, you you tell me your your point of view here, but, you know, they're going into TV. It's a, it's a pretty big, um, I guess it's the biggest thing that AEW will, will do that first um, maybe few months of TV because that's right. where you'll find out. You know, I guess, where do they stand and how, what kind of a mountain do they got to climb or blah, blah, blah. And um, do you think it was a smart idea for AEW to give John Moxley like this freedom, um, at least before the uh, tapings uh, or I guess they're actual live? Yeah. So, um, but I've also heard that he will still be, because he still has the U.S. title for, mm. for New Japan. So he right. still has, he probably... On his bucket list is to be on Wrestle Kingdom. I would, I would assume. Well, I'm, I'm thinking that uh, John Moxley has what they call stroke. Mm. Uh, he has leverage. 
So because he was Dean Ambrose in WWE for, for the time that he was there for like, what, five years, six years. Um, yeah, I mean, he has stroke. And he can tell pretty much any company he wants, kind of like Jericho too, right? I mean, he has stroke. He can he can lay out his own terms and say that these are my terms, right? Yeah. I mean, who's going to say squat? There you, know, you go. If you don't like it, I mean, you think he doesn't have options? Mm, well, that's it, right? Uh, and, uh, I mean, everybody's heard the infamous talk is Jericho with him and, mm-hmm. and that, you know, if this AEW didn't exist, he would just you know, do whatever he wanted on the indies or make his own promotion or whatever he would do, but he would just keep wrestling. And yeah, I think that, uh, at least from my perspective, when I, when he was Dean Ambrose in WWE, I always thought I had a, I didn't really like his style. And I think we talked about it before how yeah, yeah. I thought he was quite lazy, Yeah, yeah but I, yeah. I guess it's all come out that, you know, why maybe he worked that style there. But, um, and then I think he really needed to prove himself to himself and also to the people out there that, um, you know, how much he loves pro wrestling and, and what he's willing to do for pro wrestling and, and that he went and jammed himself into that G1 Mm -hmm. and, uh, he was, a. one of the standouts that he worked really, really hard in that tournament. So uh, there's no doubt, I mean. Uh, you've you've done pretty big schedules and things like that, and worked the Japanese style that's mm-hmm. very demanding. So, mm-hmm. you know what what do you think is the probability uh, of an injury where you're wrestling? You know, and there, that's the thing as well that the guys wrestle these tours back in the day. Who are we talking to um, that was saying that you know the the pro wrestlers complaining about these? Uh, you know, traveling in the United States nowadays are mm-hmm. are a bunch of pussies because back in the day, was it? Uh, it was like 350 dates a year back in the day, but yeah. on average. Uh, but I mean, it, the thing is nowadays is four dates a week. Yeah, yeah. Right? So the thing is that before it was, it was seven days a week uh, in the 80s, for example. You would have seven days a week. You'd have maybe one or two days off a month yeah. that you could fly back home to see the missus and the kids. There you go. Right? So the thing is that you have got to think that like nowadays you've got flights, right? You've got all the hotels, all the catering and stuff like that. That's taken care, care of, uh, back in the day, it was not so, I mean, you would stop off at a Denny's or something or a Harvey's yeah, yeah. or a A&W or whatever and get your food and just jump back in the car. I mean, that that's how it was. You'd get a cheap super eight motel room or mm. something, right? It's, you didn't have the Hilton. That's it, yeah. Unless you're the four horsemen. But, <laughs> but anyway, my, my point being that um, I think the John Moxley thing is this, that uh, when he left WWE, he wanted to make himself, he, like he, he felt like he needed to redeem himself. And in so doing, he had to take all the dates that were like notable dates. So notable in the world of pro wrestling would be, of course, New Japan, the second biggest company in the world, right off the bat, which is what he did. So when you put yourself on the map that way and you redeem yourself on that stage, we're talking once again, the second biggest wrestling company in the world. Uh, and especially in the big spotlight with him winning, winning that U S title from juice Robinson, then immediately going into that G one. Mm. Yeah. If you want to put your name out there and like clear the name of Dean Ambrose and reestablish John Moxley, that's how you do it. So that's what he had to do. And that's, it's the old school attitude and the old school outlook of, uh, the philosophy that says that you, you make your dates no matter what. 
as long as you can carry your head in your arms or you can carry your head in a basket to the ring, you, you show up. Whereas so many of these guys and girls nowadays, I mean, they will just skip on dates uh, like for no reason whatsoever. Oh, I got a headache or, yeah. that, oh, I'm Cut just my too toenails tired. too short. Yeah. Or what? Yeah. It's just <laughs> the flimsiest, you know, bullshit excuses, which would, which would have got them blackballed and fired, mm. uh, like let's say 30 years ago. Yeah. yeah. You know, and nowadays they're getting away with murder, which is just amazing that it proves something about the promoters too, that would put up with that shit. Mm. But nonetheless, um, so John Moxley, I think that, yeah, it's, but he's got to take the time off. Maybe it's not a burst of sack because a lot of times in pro wrestling, especially when these, uh, when, when the new recruits sign up for wrestling camp, mm. uh, they end up getting these water pockets in their elbows from mm. the, from the bumps. Cause All right, yeah. yeah. And the thing is that, um, so, it's it's painful, right? You got to burst those bubbles. There you go. Uh, <laughs> but that's why you wear elbow pads, right? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, the point being that maybe it's that I don't know, but maybe it's something more serious because I've had elbow problems in my left elbow now for almost I would say close to ten years, and it feels like it's bone chips, and I'm not quite sure if it is. Um, like in in Finland, it's just so damn expensive to go and and pay your own MRI here. Yeah, yeah. Right. And and or not even MRI, sorry, but I'm talking about the uh, the what do they call that? The the magnet Yeah, it's, a, it's an MRI. Is it, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so it's an MRI, yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay, but so yeah, MRI. So, uh unless you get it through the public system, which is what I've been trying to do and they just don't take you seriously. I don't I don't know what the hell you have to do like your arm's got to be severed them to actually believe you here yeah yeah but the thing is for you to pay out of pocket for your own mri is quite a bit of cash yeah um, mris are pretty nasty it's yeah. a, the elbow injury is a serious case of mrsa and it has returned so what is so what is MRSA? MRSA? yeah i gotta check it out now well dylan's gonna check that out but uh anyway we'll get back to dean ambrose and that in just a second but as dylan is checking that out the other stuff happening in the wrestling world right now. We got new Raw Tag Team Champions, by the way. So speaking of Dean Ambrose and John Moxley, same guy, uh, his former tag team partner, Seth Rollins, all of a sudden, boom, tags up with Braun Strowman, and they defeat the original club, so Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, on Monday Night Raw, and they become the new tag team champions. And I think this is setting up long-term or maybe in the immediate short-term, uh, they're, they're setting up AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins uh, for the main feud uh, for the Universal Championship. That's kind of my, that's my feeling right now. Mm-hmm. So it's just, uh, this is going to be a very short-lived tag team run, or tag team championship run for these yeah. guys. And AJ is going to screw him over, so to speak, and that's going to give some fire and some uh, mm-hmm. urgency to that uh, AJ versus Rollins feud. That big setup. Yeah, so this is, uh, I'll get just quickly on this MRSA. It's a type of a staph infection. And the the name, actually, this uh, uh, methicillin-resistant uh, Staphylococcus aureus, whatever. I'm it's Latin, man. For sure botching that. But anyway, it's a, it's a, a very uh, intense and serious uh, version of the staph infection. Apparently, it's... Oy. It's uh, much tougher to treat than the normal deal, mm-hmm. the normal staff, and uh, it's uh, something that seems as though it will have to be s- surgically removed or or whatnot on at least on Ambrose and his elbow. But uh, <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, definitely 
get that treated. And uh, I don't think anybody wants to have some, some of those symptoms because it seems extremely painful. Well, yeah, that's the thing. It's uh, Even in the 90s, I mean, the guys were popping pain pills left and right, and they got oh, yeah. addicted, right? So the thing is that you don't want to get addicted to pain pills. You probably, I mean, we've all had to use some kind of pain medication in our careers. If if we've wrestled, like, for any extensive period of time, let's say on a tour or then with nagging uh, injuries uh, over the years, anybody out there who's wrestled, like, under these conditions knows that you have to use something. Sometimes you can't even sleep without taking something. Yeah, yeah. So, therefore, I understand, but you don't want to get into the habit of taking something. And that's the thing where it breaks down. You just, uh, you're, you're, you're going to be addicted to, to popping pills, and that's what you don't want. Mm. So, just get it treated, get it out of the way, do what has to be done, live another day, and then return to action when once you're healthy. That's it. Anyway, moving on, moving on. I got uh, a little yeah. piece of news I just uh, stumbled on. For I guess I didn't even see this earlier, but uh, a few days ago on Twitter, somebody asked Kenta, who's uh, like uh, kind of a dream match, or what match do you want? Mm. You know, out of any match that you could ever have, what do you want? Mm. And he uh, he said he wants to fight CM Punk. And um, I guess everybody's been talking about, you know, CM Punk, is he blah, 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 going to come to AEW or come, you know, there's all this, is he going to go back to WWE, which I doubt. But but anyway, he's, uh, because I guess back when CM Punk kind of got his big break, um, he basically ripped his moveset from Kenta, Mm. Kenta from Noah Mm -hmm. at the time. Mm -hmm. And he was... Uh, doing this go to sleep that was Kenta's thing and uh, a lot of these kicks and strikes and many many different uh, uh, combinations yeah whole style and everything Mm -hmm. was very much he just ripped Kenta I even talked to you know somebody from WWE back in the day and asked them you know what do they think of CM Punk and they said he's well he's basically a you know the white Kenta ripoff you know Mm -hmm. but then again in the states nobody knew who Kenta really was, you know, in terms of the mainstream. So mm-hmm. what better guy to rip rip the stuff from? So that would be an interesting matchup. I mean, uh, I think that both of the guys are in a way past in, in a way past their heyday of, you know, when they made their made their name, but it would be interesting and one I wonder if that will kind of you know, I guess shake the tree and and I don't even know if I'm if I'm one of those people who would want CM Punk back because I don't think I was ever the biggest fan of his uh, work. I know he's good, mm-hmm. but uh, it's an interesting uh, proposition, I guess, an interesting idea. I don't know if he was on the juice for a while when he was like when he got signed, mm. you know. Yeah, and uh, when he left the Indies, and for a while, if you look back on his old matches, like the it was like two thousand seven, two thousand eight. I mean, he was bigger yeah. with the long hair and everything. He was bigger than, yeah. than he was during his championship run as a WWE champion. Mm, true. And uh, he, it's like even Triple H went and called him skinny fat once he, you know, they, they did that uh, one SummerSlam match. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And he was, yeah, he was poking his eyes out with that one. Yeah. Um, anyway, but uh, yeah, that would be interesting because uh, CM Punk is coming back for StarCast. That's uh, a big fan convention. The for AEW now this coming Saturday, I believe uh, was it Friday or Saturday? But anyway, yeah, it might uh, be the whole weekend. It might be the whole weekend, yeah. yeah. But the Starcast, so CM Punk is the the big attraction there for AEW as they do their all out event, uh, which we'll get into in just a second. But first. 
Ladies and gentlemen, a word from our sponsors. Hey there, my name is Michael Mudgelai, better known in the pro wrestling world as the Rebel Starbuck. I've decided to launch a brand new live action entertainment venture called Slam Wrestling Finland, which is an on-demand service offering the best top-of-the-line professional wrestlers out of Europe today. We can custom tailor the entire show from start to finish. Girls matches, triple threat matches, tag team matches, or then the good old one-on-one damn good wrestling match. If you've got something in mind, we'll find the right guy or girl for the job. Slam Wrestling Finland is an on-demand live service that offers you as the customer the opportunity to choose as many matches as you would like. Contact us today at slamrest.fi or slamsports.eu. Red Skull Hot Sauce. Fiery sauce focused on flavor. Made by a Canadian in Helsinki. Awesome sauce in a sweet ass skull bottle. That's Red Skull Hot Sauce. R-E-D-D Skull Hot Sauce. On Facebook and Instagram. Alrighty, so as we head into AEW's All Out pay-per-view, this is the last pay-per-view from All Elite Wrestling before they uh, launch their weekly television product on TNT Drama. And uh, a return to form, I guess, in some way for TNT and for the former Ted Turner empire which was the stomping grounds of WCW World Championship Wrestling for the longest time and before that, the NWA. And by the way, the NWA is coming to television also in October. Really? Jump in Jehoshaphat. Yeah, uh, Billy Corgan from the Smashing Pumpkins is the president of the NWA now. Yeah. And he in he uh, announced that they're doing a studio show, much like the old 80s style, uh, The for what was shot in Atlanta. I forget the name of the place, but it was... Uh, the WTBS studios, maybe. Sure. But anyway, but they're doing a studio show hmm. uh, to mimic or similar to what was done back in the eighties. Wow, that's cool. And th- that is like super cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, don't know who's going to be involved, but I guess they're going to be signing people too. So now maybe Billy Corgan's got some some good money backing him up, and uh, the NWA National Wrestling Alliance going to be. Back in fine form, hopefully, because the thing is that if you can add a third company to the relevant list of companies, like, because in a, in a way, it's almost like ROH is dwindling away. It really is. It yeah. really is, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and Impact is, is really, they're suffering a very, how could you say, uh, a withering demise in a way, too, because if you look at their numbers, their mm. pay-per-view buys, I think their pay-per-view buys are somewhere under... Ten thousand, really? Yeah, That's, it's 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 astronomical, and it's nuts because they're actually producing some really great stuff. Um, at least I'm I'm sure the stuff that I see coming out of them is is pretty impressive. But uh, I guess they just don't have the they don't have enough of I guess um, what would you call it electricity to to gain some of the spotlight you know yeah, that's going know on is, right but, now but even even their reach as far as like if you think of whatever i forget what channel they're even on anymore but um i mean they're pushing hard their twitch and things like that you know so that's like social media yeah whereas you know you'd think that if you're going to push something you you push your television mm. yeah yeah which is really funny that if if you're not uh confident enough that your television is going to do any numbers then you're going to push 
the next thing that you think is going to push numbers or pull numbers. And that's for them, I guess, is like, you know, something like Twitch. But, um, or was it some other rogue? No, I think it was Twitch. Anyway. Yeah. Um, well, they're on some kind of backwater channel anyway uh, at least it's owned by the company that owns them mm -hmm. and i don't think it's a popular channel anyway so i don't think they are getting much exposure on tv and i guess that's why that they're trying to rely on these streaming services and things like that to you know try to get the product out there but it's but uh, it's, it's dying out it's too bad you it know is, it is it but is. Uh, what what can you do because there's another place for guys to work and yeah but uh but and, relevant companies i think now like honestly you got aw mm -hmm. you've got wwe like in the states now yeah 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 uh, and because roh is dropping impact is dropping i think if billy corgan can make this nwa thing work that's going to be the third one yeah by the way i just uh, you just reminded me there but uh with when we were talking a little bit about new japan i'll just mm -hmm. slide this in here just quickly but mm -hmm, uh because mm -hmm. i said they were on vacation which basically the heavyweights are on vacation and now they have this uh, uh it's the um super j cup and it's the first time ever happened in the united states mm -hmm. but uh i guess it's not the most important tour because they are pre-recording the uh events and then they're going to be uh, shown on New Japan World and I guess Access or something in September. Mm. So they're going on right now, mm -hmm. uh, but they're not live. And there was um, a really big talk, at least about um, a uh, AJ Styles. I was going to say, but it's a uh, Will Osprey mm. uh, versus the Amazing Red. And I don't know if you know much about Amazing Red. Well, he was in TNA for a while. Yeah, mm. way back in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Very small dude, very Rey Mysterio like. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and. Um, uh, super flippy guy and all that stuff, but he was apparently one of the big influences to Will Ospreay and that, uh, he had basically retired Amazing Red at the beginning of this year. And then Will Ospreay had, uh, that was one dream match that he had been wanting his whole life and really big deal. So he managed to pull some strings and get Amazing Red into this tournament um, Super Jacob tournament that I think has been even won by Chris Benoit and oh yeah, you know and and like uh, I th guess this is also a big goodbye to Jushin Thunder Liger style tournament because I think he's producing it and all that jazz. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, supposedly the match was match of the year contender, just out like unstoppable. Will Osprey played the heel role, mm -hmm. uh, and everybody said it was just uh, just amazing. You know, I don't know. That's what people said alive. So they, I guess it's an interesting thing to see what's, what's it going to, how is it going to translate when it comes down to uh, watching it online or TV or however. But so that's something from New Japan that people got to, I guess, look out for next month because you got guys like El Fantasmo and Robbie Eagles and Will Ospreay and Liger and Jonathan but, Gresham. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, he's great. Yeah. The mm -hmm. octopus stuff and, um, loads of, loads of guys there. I'm sure they can, they'll produce some amazing, uh, amazing matchups and things like that. But anyway, but back, I guess, to this all out, cause, uh, this is what the focus, I guess, of the wrestling world is right now because yeah, as it should be. Yeah. And the thing is that now, I mean, with, uh, TNA, I'm oh, sorry. Uh, TNT, mm. television channel, drama, uh, now starting to feature on the 2nd of October, uh, the AEW two-hour official television broadcasting. Uh, Vince McMahon and his competitive bone have uh, flared up, and yeah. they, they are putting NXT as a two-hour show 
off the network and on to USA. Yeah. USA Television. So it's going to be the Wednesday Night Wars from here on out, yeah. which is really quite interesting. It's because the thing is that I, I knew that Vince just wouldn't let it rest, right? Mm. You know, he's... And but it was a surprising thing for them to actually pull it out that now they're going to go on like head to head, yeah, right on a significant channel. And and I mean, this is a war now. It is. I mean, so anybody who says that AEW is not competition for for WWE, in a way, they aren't because the thing is that they haven't proven themselves over the long term and all the sponsors and all that. Like. Whether or not the numbers, the numbers haven't rolled in yet. Only for the pay-per-views, for the, for the uh, what, three of them that they put out so far, have the numbers rolled in. Yeah. But overall, no, it's it's an unproven commodity as of yet. By the end of this year, we'll be smarter. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, I think uh, it was originally talks that uh, NXT would be going to uh, some different channel now. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but it... Um, had much, much fewer viewers than uh, TNT. And mm. um, what the heck was it? Um, anyway, it doesn't matter. But now it's uh, going to the USA Network out of nowhere. Because I think the deal was almost done with that mm. other mm-hmm. TV station. And then it was like... Next. Yeah. yeah. We got to go to USA because that's a big, bigger deal. Mm. Um, I read a report, uh, in, uh, I guess an interview with uh, WWE... Um, official or i guess not i'm not talking about referees but somebody who is an official mouthpiece of wwe mm-hmm. and uh, they were asked um about the counter programming mm-hmm. idea mm-hmm. and they said if anything aew is counter programming us mm-hmm. they went on this defensive side they said that um, and you know tell me what you think of this nxt has been on wednesday nights for two years now mm-hmm. and uh it's been gaining in popularity and the, the next logical thing was to bring it to TV mm-hmm. and uh, all we're doing is adding an hour and putting it on TV mm. and AEW is the one who is then meeting us on Wednesday night to try to knock our numbers. They're think they're kind of going at it in this like defensive mode mm-hmm. by saying, no, we're not counter programming AEW. We're not doing anything different other than letting our product uh, be seen by more more people potentially, um, and they're the ones trying to grab grab the Wednesday spot from us that we already had. Mm. The weird part about as well this move to mm. USA is that supposedly, and I don't know how true this is yet, mm. it will also air NXT will air on um, the network on Thursday the next day. So this broadcast that will be that will be shown on USA will be shown the next day yeah. then on the network. Yeah, that's weird because the thing is that there's always a significant lag and delay with all the Raws and the Smackdowns that are uploaded to the network. Like only now did they upload the um, the the Raw reunion show with all the the legends. Oh, really? Yeah. So I mean, they're like lagging. Was it like a month maybe behind? with their with their uploads of Raw and SmackDown. So that deal where they can just upload the NXT show immediately on Thursday, the fresh one from USA is that's that's pretty significant. Yeah, it is. So then the idea here is um 
because this was the other thing that there was this was like um, talked about. Oh, there's going to be a giant announcement on Monday Night Raw. Giant, it's going to be huge. And mm. apparently, Triple H was selling people backstage, according to you know sources or whatever, whatever that means. And then uh, that oh, we, I, there's just a huge thing. I can't tell you now. Mm. You're going to have to watch Raw and find out, like everybody else. Mm. And then what was it? it? Was just a still graphic, I believe, that just came up and said NXT. Wednesday nights on the USA channel starting September, what is it, 18th or something like that. Mm. Not really a big announcement whatsoever. Mm. Um, I don't know. And then it's going to be on the network the next night, supposedly. So is, does that mean that they're not, they kind of are not confident that it will, you know, steal the numbers? And then the other thing too is that it's interesting to call NXT competition to AEW where NXT is taping or at least filming, uh, shooting live these these shows in that uh, sale. Full sale. Full sale. Um, University. Yeah, mm. which I think the maximum capacity is 400 people. Really? Yeah. That's what I have heard. Hmm. People correct me out there if I'm wrong, but... Uh, it looks like a lot more. It looks great. They do a really good job in there, but, mm. but roughly around four to 500 people mm. max, and they're going to be there every week, apparently, mm -hmm. where here is AEW doing their touring shows, and they are doing, uh, I think at the moment, minimum uh, 5,000 seaters, but they're doing roughly an average of six to 9,000 seat places mm -hmm. and they are selling out yep. pretty quickly. It's so, a hot potato right now. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, there's a lot of people who are saying there, I heard a criticism mm. and, uh, tell me what you think of this, mm. that, uh, the AEW, uh, hype is dwindling mm. and that's why they're pushing the ticket sales hard for these TV tapings right now to try to get, um, to try to get people to buy the tickets before they go to TV so that when the product kind of, you know, doesn't live up to expectation, they've already sold those tickets. And they, you I'm know, not sure about that because that, that sounds a bit weak because uh, they've yet to establish their tag team champions. They're, they've yet to establish a woman's champion or then even the heavyweight champion. Yeah. So the thing is that there's still tons of intrigue. I mean, there's there's a lot of untold stories. There's a lot of like uh, bait and switch, whatever you want to consider it, still, still like happening. Um, and I think that uh, AEW for, for the life of them, I think that they are now living the dream period. Yeah. I, th I think it's still on. Right, right. And I think it's still gaining momentum because the thing is that, like I said, they've only done three pay-per-views so far. They haven't been bad. I think they've been progressively. Uh, I, I'm looking for a nice word, like maybe less and less. Like I mean, I think the first one was like the first. Like, of course, so when you had Cody fight Dustin on that first one, right? It was a great match. Yeah, yeah. Then you had the Young Bucks and the Lucha Brothers. Great match. And then mm. you had. Uh, Omega Jericho, which is fantastic. Yeah. You had three matches. That was a three-match show. I mean, they had nothing else on that show that really mm. meant anything. Yeah. But the thing is that those three were enough to make such a strong case argument that, that it put them on the map and people were just talking and talking and talking about them. It was just an incredible buzz. Mm. And then they went and did the Fight for the Fall and then the Fighter Fest. And then uh, those kind of like just weren't like overall up to up to par uh 
like the strength of the show from top to bottom wasn't all that good. I mean, the production values were good and everything else, but still, and there are some improvements along the way that they're finding their footing and whatnot, but still that it hasn't, it hasn't been blow away yet uh, with the follow-up shows. But still, they had some, you know, moments like Cody Rhodes versus Darby Allen, which was a real surprise match where they went like 20 minutes and, and really put Darby out there and things like that. So, hey, they're still gaining their footing. They're still uh, gaining steam. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm reading here now in Forbes, uh, Forbes.com talking about these AEW ticket sales and, um, you know, those first three t- uh, TV uh, tickets, mm-hmm. they went like hotcakes, mm-hmm, uh, pretty mm-hmm. darn fast, and it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Then the next three, I guess, that have been released. Now, keep in mind, this is quite in the future, and these are TV shows. They're not pay-per-views and, and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, they have not sold out yet. I think the tickets went on sale Friday. Uh-huh. It's funny to, to be like, it didn't sell out, It's a, you know, but uh, whereas, you know, WWE might draw, what, like under under a few under a few thousand to some raws and smackdowns and mm-hmm. you know but i guess the idea is the the dream period like you're saying might might be doing or slowing down mm-hmm. but um then again these are now it's it's not like you have like let's say all all in was one pay-per-view for mm-hmm. the whole year so mm-hmm. sold out immediately then you had you know um the uh Double or nothing, you know, that was like a historic or whatever. That's mm-hmm. AEW's first deal, sold out. And then um, I think that Fighter Fest wasn't sold out, but uh, the other two were, you know, pretty much mm-hmm. there. Uh, or at least the other, well, you have All Out, yeah, that's sold out. But um, the thing is now that, now that it's actually becoming more, it's becoming easier to go see AEW, then mm. of course you don't have the crazy demand of people. I gotta see this show, especially when it's not pay per view. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't see really big issue with these shows not selling out. I'm sure that they'll do quite well. Um, you know, one of the venues, roughly four and a half, five thousand seats that did sell out, of course, mm-hmm. and then seven thousand seats. But then we have nine thousand and ten thousand seat places that now are TV shows that. I'm sure those will be hard to sell out, mm. you know, but I'm, I definitely think that they'll get a good crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is compared then to NXT doing 400 people is what I'm saying, mm-hmm. which uh, I'm sure that they will do every, every night of the week, uh, just about, but, um, you know, so it is a, it's a weird comparison and, uh, you know, there, uh, there was a poll gone up by a wrestling observer, uh, radio or whatever that which show would you watch? And it was about 60-30 to AEW. And of course, this is a Mm. certain group of fans that are Mm. participating in that. But um, then again, there is also an argument that's saying that NXT going on almost a month before, or maybe two weeks or so before AEW is going to now, because Wednesday night is not a wrestling night, Mm. I guess. So at least, you know, in the mainstream in the United States. So are they going to then set the the pace that Wednesday is a wrestling night mm. and then AEW just slides in and they kind of have free advertisement, you know, that uh, now they don't have to establish anything. The WWE has already established Wednesday nights. Mm. So I don't know. Um, it is a weird, it's a weird day. You know, I, I think that you can't really look at it any other way than it's Vince 
being competitive. Yeah, let them be because that. I mean, that you, everybody should thrive on competition. I mean, you either dwindle and you fall away, you know, you cower in fear at competition, or then you step up. Yeah, and, and I think like Vince, good for him, man. Good for him at seventy four. He just turned seventy four years of age, man. And and if he still has that competitive bone, that's that alpha male mentality. I understand completely. Mm. Go for broke. Just yeah. do it. I mean, it's good for you. It's good for your 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 soul as a man, especially. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so let's get on to the um, all out card. Yeah, and uh, we are talking about a pre show with now so far two matches announced. One of those matches, Private Party, Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn versus Angelico and Jack Evans. Um, should be a spot fest. Yeah, no uh, doubt. Don't know what to say about that other than that. So, I hope that Angel- Angelico or Angelico and Jack Evans actually uh, put some effort in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, they, the, they can flip. They can flip in their sleep. There's, there's no doubt about that. The athletic and they, abilities. And they are flipping in their sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would love. I love to see that. But uh, just do a moon salt into the bed. No, but, no, no. But it's when they when they've wrestled now on these past AEW pay per views. It's like I honestly feel that these guys are like on somas. Yeah, it's. Uh, I agree with you, hundred percent. You know, it's funny when you do the highlight reel and yeah. you just pick out when they do the insanity. Yeah. Then you're like, oh shit, these guys are good. And then uh, then you watch the match, and they are good, but they are not. They are totally laxadaisical. Yeah, as if they're yeah. asleep until they got a flip. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's 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 just weird. It's almost like they're they're drugged yes. out of their minds. So I hope they do better there because they do have potential and it is yeah total it's going to be and maybe that is a good thing to have a a super flashy match start mm-hmm. off the the show mm-hmm. get people fired up and whether or not it's realistic or not i mm-hmm. guess you got a big stunt show happening in front of your eyes and uh and there you go well then you've got another match 21 woman casino battle royal they did the the, the same battle royal format by the way on that um uh, double or nothing. Yeah, double or nothing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which was atrocious. I mean, okay, yeah. so you've got three suits of cards and whatever, and that's you know, so everybody enters like from each suit, whatever. Yeah, which is fine enough. I mean, as a concept, it's different. Okay, but that first, whew, the men's twenty-one invitational, whatever it was, casino battle royal, that was so atrociously bad that I'm mm. I'm hoping they've learned their lessons from the past. And that uh, they they don't repeat the double or nothing atrocity here, uh, but it's the woman this time. Yeah, it's twenty one girls and also Sadie Gibbs, who was here in Finland for Slam Wrestling Finland's uh, Wrestleade. She's going to be on that show. Also, Eva Lise, who was on on the show here, yeah, has also been signed for uh, for this battle royal. And uh, good luck to them. Yeah, good luck to those girls and 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 to everybody else who's on that show. I mean, this it's really. Uh, the time to prove themselves. It's time to grab and grasp that brass ring for mm-hmm. everybody. Yeah, so, that's true. Not sure who's going to win this one. I'm not going to make any calls. I'm not going to. I'm not going to make any predictions because it could be anybody. And now they're trying to feature that women's title scenario that they're going to be doing the girls tournament too. So they're going to need girls to stand out, and this is the time to stand out. Put your name on the map. Yep. All right, on to the main card. I, I think on the main card, they've got this Riho versus Hikaru Shida. 
two Japanese girls against one another. For those of you who don't know, Hikaru Shida is the girlfriend of Kenny Omega. So Kenny, it was just a matter of time before Kenny would bring his girlfriend over from Japan. And now she is coming. So, um, well, she's been on the, she was on that, um, uh, double or nothing. Was she? Yeah. She was in the, the, that Japanese woman. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, that I the... completely forgot about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, but still, so yep. Shida versus Riho, uh, for the, uh, I... the specs just aforementioned, I see this only going one way, mm. but, um, uh, and that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Hikaru Shida, she's also an actress in Japan and, uh, multi-talent. So, um, there you go. There you go. Yeah. I think she has a future. Well, hopefully they they can bring that um, that Joshi style properly. Mm. Uh, I think it hasn't been hasn't been seen well enough yet, and maybe this singles match um, will be able to showcase it. So, all right, you know, let's see, yeah. let's see how they do. But then, yeah, what's the next here? Darby Allen, Joey Janela, and Jimmy Havoc. Three of your almost all favorite. Dudes. Oh yeah, three of my favorites in this company here. Well, I mean, uh, if you don't count Orange Cassidy, who I think. Oh yeah, there. Uh, I was going to ask you about that. My all-time favorite. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, Darby Allen. I, I got nothing bad to say about Darby. I mean, uh, yeah, okay, he's he does some pretty, you know, insane shizat. And uh, it's his body, it's his future, it's his uh, long-term health. So, um, be that as it may, Joey Janela who I think Jim Cornette really said it well. I mean, Cornette is really hard up on this Joey Janela guy. Mm. But I think for a reason, too. I mean, if you're going to be featured and you're going to be out there and, um, you know, he's been fairly popular on the indies, uh, you know, put some effort into it. I mean, he's still a young guy. I mean, just work on your body. Get a tan. Yeah, I think it is kind of odd that he doesn't work on his body um, well enough, in my opinion, but... Uh, maybe that's what he's going for. This little bit of a flabby. Well, it's like Chuck Taylor from that. Best yeah, friends. I don't. Jeez. That's another. Yeah, especially when he's got Trent Beretta standing next to him. You're like, whoa, okay. Yeah, well. But um, but yeah, I mean, um, it's kind of like you know going to the bar with your buddy there, and one guy's the wingman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. You you know which you know who you're talking about there for sure. Yep. Yeah, I'm sure this is just going to be. Uh, I guess since it's a three-way match, it has no disqualifications. So it's going to be uh, gimmicky, which uh, probably in the hardcore department. And maybe this is where, because I guess we haven't seen much from Jimmy Havoc yet. Uh, yeah. When he's been there, he's just kind of been there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's not stood out in any way, shape, or form. I like For whatever his reputation is from England, uh, it has not translated at all. No, not yet anyway. To AEW. So whatever they're building him up as or whatever has not panned out. Yeah. Maybe here. Maybe. Yeah. Well, it's, it's high time. He's, I mean, he's got to claim that like spot. He's got to make himself worth something. Well, look at the, the guys in this match. Darby Allen had uh, the breakout match with Cody. Mm. You know, that put him in, in the map. Mm -hmm. Joey Janela got the opportunity to have that uh, lights out um, hardcore whatever it was, a match with uh, John Moxley that was yep. at least nasty. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So he's got his standout match. And then Jimmy Havoc's just been involved in these six-man tags, these battle royals, you know, mm. basically nothing. So I'm hoping that we see something good from him because all, like I've seen a lot of his stuff, 
online and some of the garbage stuff. And then I have seen him wrestle properly. Um, you know, he's got matches with Will Ospreay as well as Zack Sabre Jr., who he's trained with. Mm-hmm. And he can go. So, um, of course, they have him there to staple things to people's faces. That's, you know, I guess what that's, you know, his, you know, big boot or whatever to the wrestling industry that people just want to see. They don't probably don't want to see him do some crazy mat wrestling stuff. They just want to see him staple a cigarette to somebody. So if that's what people want to see, you know, let's see, let's see it, I guess. But, um, I wonder if they're going to go with Darby Allen here, um, or are they going to do, give Jimmy Havoc his time to shine? Uh, hopefully. Well, he can shine. Havoc can shine without having a win. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, as but well. but he's got to grasp the brass ring. Maybe if he doesn't take the pin, you know that yeah. kind of deal. That maybe that's how mm-hmm. they they're going to work this one out. But you know, it's uh, I guess going to be an interesting match for sure to see. Is it going to be a huge stinker or uh, or not? You know, it's funny in this uh, in the build to this all out show they're doing this uh youtube series called road to all out right? yeah yeah which i mean they're very well produced they are yeah you know and uh it's almost like the old wcw control center in a way mm. you know some of the stuff with like for example tony shivani who they, they've now signed by oh, the yeah, way. yeah yeah that's yeah. right so mlw i i think maybe is he still with them yeah. or not yeah okay yeah. so he's doing double duty okay well that's cool um but uh, yeah, Tony is a great hand. I'll tell you what. I mean, I love his voice. Actually, yeah, he's a, yeah, and, he, and he's so good. Yeah. Honestly, it's like, and if you look at him, he's hardly aged. That's, I don't know what the what what. How's this guy living? Yeah, and wouldn't that be? Uh, I guess when was it um, that actually Tony Schiavone and Jr. were on the commentary team for WCW? Eighty-eight. Yeah, like wouldn't that be? Uh, that would be a dream, you know. And oh yeah, yeah, like. Okay, we all know what, what's his name. Excalibur. Um, well, Excalibur. I guess he's a good announcer. Alex the, Marvez. Marvez. Yeah. Get rid of that guy. Uh, no offense to Mar- Marvez. You can do something better somewhere else. Um, but and you put Tony Schiavone there because WCW had that three-person booth mm-hmm. that actually seemed to work. You had at least when I was a kid, I thought mm-hmm. it was cool. But you did have that Bobby the Brain Heenan, and he was the heel announcer. Mm-hmm. So I don't see the heel announcer in that group yet. You know, is Excalibur? He is a former wrestler. Mm-hmm. That's why I guess he's still wearing the mask. I don't think you need three announcers to be honest with you. Yeah, me. I think two. Everybody's got to get a word in, and I don't think it's like what does that third guy really mm-hmm. bring to the table? Yeah, well, I do agree with you there that you don't need it, but I wonder is that where they're going to go? Mm-hmm. You know, or what are they going to use Shivani for? But uh, maybe just as a control guy. But I, I, you'd hope to see him on yeah. commentary at so. least at one point, anyway. But yeah. But this, but this uh, road to all out. They, this YouTube series, it's really well produced. I recommend checking it out. Um, and they really make a uh, like a serious case out of building serious storylines and, and out of uh, like like how could you say generating uh, true emotion um, where it feels like a sporting event more so versus WWE, which which is really good because the thing is that I guess Cody went public with saying that, uh, well, WWE claims to be sports entertainment. That's all fine and dandy because, uh, we've cornered the market for pro wrestling. Yeah. So, which is good if, if they can redeem that, that's a big tag to redeem. Um, but that said this road to all out, um, 
I think the main focus with this video series so far, at least over about three videos, was or and and has been the Cody Rhodes versus Sean Spears story. And I think it was the first one that they produced, the first episode of that, Road Road 2. Uh, they introduced, at the end of the video, Tully Blanchard. And as the advisor, whatever you want to consider, of Sean Spears. I think this is super smart, because the thing is that uh, not only... Okay, Cody and Dustin, the sons of the American dream, Dusty Rhodes, and one of his biggest rivals ever was Tully Blanchard. From yeah. from 1985 yeah. all the way through to 1988, uh, Tully Blanchard was like a major thorn in the side of Dusty Rhodes, whether it's the Four Horsemen or whatever else. So now the, re- the reintroduction of Tully Blanchard, this time in, in an uh, advisory role for... Uh, the former perfect 10. Yeah. Yeah. I guess he still kind of is the perfect 10. Yeah. Well, but the thing is he never really lived up to that on, I don't think either NXT or on Raw. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Was he, was he on Raw or SmackDown? Uh, but, uh, either one. SmackDown, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think that, that he ever really uh, redeemed himself there. Um, with That was a tagline, which is all fine and dandy, but how many wins did he get? Yeah, well, there you go. So, the one thing I noticed actually that yeah. uh, when he cracked uh, Cody with the chair or whatever back mm-hmm. the that whole scenario, that uh, it was first reported that he had twelve staples in his head, and then Cody, uh, like I guess, um, corrected it, said he had ten staples in his head, and I didn't get it at the time. But uh. then all of a sudden, I started to think, did they just? kind of shift that number, yeah. you know, for this kind of thing. And yeah. uh, at least that, that little kind of details or whatever, pretty pretty fun that they would throw that in. But yeah, I think, I really think this this is going to be a pro wrestling match. And I, th- and I think that really, that Sean Spears needed something. Mm. He needed an, an extra something uh, to make him, how could you say it, like, I wouldn't say yet redeem him because, like I said, he's yet to be redeemed from Ty Dillinger, from being Ty Dillinger, right? He's just been reintroduced as Sean Spears so far. But to put him over the edge, to push him over that, you know, the proverbial edge, the proverbial edge he needed something. And I think that something was really smartly done in the form of Tully Blanchard as his manager or whatever you want to consider advisor. Yeah. Uh, because I think Tully, in the mix against the Rhodeses, has it has legs mm, I think yeah it, I, it, it I, really I, does and, it, and it, it 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 produces intrigue um and this is something that now i'm looking forward to just because the tully was added because it changed the game yeah so let's see where it takes us but uh, i think it's the beginning of something now yeah and then uh let's get to the rest of the card mm-hmm. after the lovely word from our sponsors Skip is the oldest sports supplement brand out of Europe since the 1970s. Engineered by professors, doctors, and scientists at Sweden's leading medical university, Karolinska Institute, Skip products are pharmaceutical grade, meaning that they are the highest quality available on the market today. Meaning they work. If you're after results, you wouldn't put low-octane gas in a turbocharged high-end sports car engine would you? Neither would you put junk quality supplements into your body as an athlete. 
all skip products are first tested amongst top athletes to ensure their efficiency. Choose the best. Skip Nutrition. That's skip.fi. S-K-I-P dot F-I. Estrada Creative Helsinki. Your brand and story with the strength of modern marketing. Social media gets your brand and message in your audience's hands, and your story with the boost of marketing and videography is your strongest means of persuasion. That's where Estrada Creative Helsinki gets involved. Check them out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Estrada Creative Helsinki. Marco Simonen offers photography and video production for business and marketing. In addition, editorial and portrait work welcome. For more, see marcosimonen.com. That's M-A-R-K-O-S-I-M-O-N-E-N.com. All right, and we're back, and uh, we're going to go through the final four matches at least listed. Um, whether or not they're in the actual order, we don't know. But uh, these, I guess, are uh, four, at least three of them are, are some of the big, I guess, if you add that Cody-Sean Spears match, the those... Those four are the big matches, I guess, of this show and probably could be their own show uh, mm-hmm. as it would be. But um, then uh, we get into one of the one of the biggest matches that I'm sure is uh, going to be just, they're going to leave it all, uh, all out, you know, on the table and uh, in the ring. They're going to leave it all there. I expect only that from this uh, Escalera De la Mor- Muerte, I guess the uh, stairway to death, or mm. however you want to mm-hmm. translate it. But um, the escalators to hell, I don't know. But uh, it is for the AAA World Tag Team Championship, since they don't have yet the uh, AEW ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I mean, in a way, I really hope this is going to be the last time we see this match as in Young Bucks versus Lucha Brothers, for a while, mm. you know? I mean, I'm not saying forever, but they have now been wrestling each other the entire year, mm. almost exclusively, in mm. a way. Um, and I think, in, you know, back in the day when you would go on the road and do your house shows and you would, uh, you know, it would be like, who would it be? But uh, two guys, you know, working their kinks out to go to the pay-per-view or the big match and, you know, do their big blowout mm-hmm. so maybe that's they have been working working each other so much to try to figure out how they are going to do their big you know blow off match here to kind of end their feud for a while because i think when they go to tv and they have this tag team championship race mm-hmm. i would hope that uh lucha brothers and young bucks might not be the ones in the spotlight right away that yeah, they're right. going to be the ones to you know pop out Mm-hmm. And maybe they'll start this feud later on. But um, I think it's going to be a spectacular match. Um, I don't think it can be any less. There's ladders involved, and Young Bucks and Lucha Brothers are known for these crazy, crazy ladder matches. But um, Spot fest from hell. Let yeah. Me, let me just <laughs> say it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, you know, the people want to see dead bodies here, so... But we've had some pretty spectacular ladder matches from WWE recently, especially with mm. NXT. So they got a lot; they have a lot to live up 
uh, live up to. But this is where you enter like super dangerous territory. Yeah. Because now it's like you're pushing the envelope. It's like, how can you one up the last time that somebody saw something, Mm. right? So you're going like from extreme to extreme and you're pushing that, like the danger element to such a degree that no matter how much of a stuntman you are, there comes a time when the risk versus the reward maybe just ain't worth it. Well, that is a very good point because uh, they are, if they don't deliver a absolute insane uh, death-defying or death-providing mm-hmm. match, mm-hmm. with the hype that they've been giving it, mm-hmm. with there being the Elite Series and the, you know, these road dollars and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, mm-hmm. they keep talking about, they keep saying you have never seen mm-hmm. a crazier ladder match than you will see. You've, you don't know what mm-hmm. we're capable of. You The stuff that we are going to do off the ladder. So they keep giving you that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if they just... If they just rehash some old things, be, play it safe, people are going to be not happy. Mm-hmm. So they have, they, unfortunately, they, I think they will push themselves to a degree and it, I really hope nobody gets hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but you know, it's going to be insane. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So, uh, and it should be really good too. Yeah. Well, but, yeah. Well, we're going to find out because it's just, it's next Saturday. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, the best friends, Chuck Taylor, Trent Beretta, not my favorite tag team. And I understand they were popular in Japan. I think the name just sucks major <laughs> golf balls through like a, through a Hoover. Yeah. Or maybe through a garden hose. Maybe. Um, versus the Dark Order, Evil Luna and Stu Grayson, who I think are the most odd pairing. Mm-hmm. Like uh, you got one guy, one fat guy under a mask and, and, Okay, well, the guy can work, so he's like old school in that yeah. way. But this Stu Grayson, who's he wrestles like Rick Steiner, and and like he's the size of maybe like one of these WWE cruiserweights, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. That, that's that's his size. Um, and uh, I'm not talking about guys like you know Pac or whatever. I'm talking about guys like the size of. I'm looking for the name. Uh, wait one second. Uh, bu- 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 well, he's five. He's five. Who, who was with Nidia back in the day? Oh yeah. Uh, um, uh, he was. He's an agent now for WWE. Um, but you got. You know who I mean. He's playing the the country hick uh, cruiserweight champion. Oh yeah. She's. I can't. Is it, is it not? Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, you know, I know. You, I you see know. the face. I see well, the ladies face. and gentlemen, you know who I'm talking yeah. about. I hope so. That's anyway, Stu Grayson's five ten, 185 pounds. So, I mean, I, whether that's so okay. wet or not, but that's a pretty slightly, I guess, under under average size for a pro, like a heavyweight. Pro well, for for heavyweight, yeah, yeah. Because the thing is, like I said, he wrestles like Rick Steiner, like mm. like like suplexing people on like left and right, right. Um, and that said, like for this, it's such an such a strange team that I I, I can't wrap my my finger around. I can't wrap mm. my head around it. How, like what what's their gimmick? What's their thing? Yeah, it looks like they got gimmick all over the place. But then again, the two of them together, it's a little bit odd. Mm. Um, Stu Grayson's gone by the name of Stupefied as well mm-hmm. in the indies, and uh, I actually think. Unless that name is hard to get, I don't think he should go as like a Stu Grayson, mm-hmm. in, in being in this dark order, yeah. uh, t- teamed with Evil Uno. Mm. I like it should be some 
not like some just typical dude's name. You know what and, I mean? And why is one guy with a mask and one guy without a mask? Yeah. Let's just put both of them in a mask. Like, uh, all the minions have masks. So like, just put everybody in a mask yeah. because like, why is this one guy is, is he the leader? Not really. No, he's just like one of the guys. Yeah. Yeah. So like, why does he not have a mask? It, it, is, it makes no sense. It is a little bit odd. Yeah. But maybe they refine it over time. And yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe that they do have really good chemistry together, mm. uh, in terms of tag team stuff, but it is, it is just a weird, it is weird. I'll give you that for sure, but um, but the the tag is this is like the winners receive a first round buy in the AEW World Tag Team Championship tournament coming up now on these television broadcasts. That yeah. Are, so the thing is that uh, that's what's on the line in this match. I think this is going to be dropped down to like uh, the first half of the show. I, I don't think it's going to be this high on the show. Yeah, I wonder if it's it's it might come actually. You know, we don't know what in terms of the order, but. Um, between Darby Allen, that three-way, mm. and the and the Cody Sean Spears, it might be that place because it definitely is not going to come after the ladder match because people will no, just geez. leave the building to they, go they and smoke or something. Upon it, yeah, yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter how good it is, I guess. Exactly. No, yeah, you because know? the thing is, you, it's like that's. It's you, just uh, you, you got to book smarter than that. Yeah. 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 But, anyway. Yeah, but then I guess one of the uh, this is the most talked about match other than the main event, which I'm assuming there's mm-hmm. some people who said this is the main event, but I I really highly doubt it, mm. only because you would expect the AEW World Title yeah. to be the main event. That's mm. in my opinion how it should always go. Yeah, and I think it will. You know. Mm-hmm. So you got Pac now replacing John Moxley versus Kenny Omega in a singles match, and Kenny Omega's down one in terms of the standings. Mm. He's lost one, and he's won one. Mm-hmm. And I guess Pac has, uh, in terms of official AEW matchups, uh, this will be his first. Mm. So he has a he has a chance to gain a victory over Kenny Omega, giving Kenny Omega two losses. So, as I said earlier, I think. I have a prediction that that's the way it's going to go. But mm. um, I think a lot of people would just assume, presume or whatever you're going to do with your zoomings that uh, Kenny Omega is going to take it. Well, this is going to be, it's it's a toss-up, I think, this match here, because you just don't know yet. Um, but I think it's going to be stellar. Yeah, I uh, do too. Because both of these guys, like athletically, gifted off the charts. It's like if if God was to give anybody the gift of athletic prowess, mm. he's certainly given it in spades to these two guys. No kidding. And uh, yeah, that's going to make for a great match. And of course, these two will be top tier players uh, in AW for for whatever their uh, lifespan will be um, the, as a company. Yeah. But then on to the main event. Adam Page, the hangman, versus Chris Jericho. Uh, So why Adam Page? All of a sudden, fresher face for a lot of people, but nonetheless, been wrestling in Japan now for several years in ROH and blah, blah, blah. Um, Adam Page winning that inaugural horrendous casino battle royal. Yeah. (laughs) Tell us how you really feel. Yeah. Well, (laughs) that's... Yeah, yeah. I I could delve further and drudge along, but I shall not. Mm. I've done it on previous episodes about that pay-per-view back on. Yeah. uh, Double or nothing. That was the the worst paper... uh, The worst... Battle Royal that I ever saw, honestly, ever yeah. saw in my life on television, on television. Right. The thing is, I'm sure that there have been worse pay-per-views like uh, live at indie shows, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But never broadcast. This was the worst. Anyway, um, 
But Adam Page, he won that one to gain a shot for the AEW World Championship against the winner of Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega back then uh, at Double or Nothing. And so Jericho won that. And now we have Adam Page versus Chris Jericho as the match for the AEW World Championship. The winner takes the title. It's up for grabs in this match. There is no champion going in. I think personally, as a business move for this company moving forward, I think that it would be they'd be better off going with Jericho. Interesting. And I like I'm on the fence as to I can see both sides of the coin here that um if they go with Jericho um possibly you know from a straight business standpoint that uh he's the big name yeah to to go into TV with mm-hmm. to plaster the face and the name everywhere mm-hmm. and then <clears throat> the other side is that they want this new fresh idea mm-hmm. you know that uh is new and you've never seen this guy before and that kind of intrigue and I could see them going with Adam Page because the guy's damn good as well. So I can see them going with him. I just think personally, I think it'd be yeah. better as a business move. Mm, to I go, totally hear you. To, yeah. to go with Jericho. Because the, the thing is that also, you got to think of like, let's say sponsors. You got to think of like familiarity. You have to think of like reach. You have to think of demographics. Who out there knows Chris Jericho versus who out there like uh, in the in the grand scheme yeah, of things, yeah. right the the big the big pool of fish, yeah. I mean, who it, knows Adam Page? So that's where it's not a knock on Adam Page. It's just he's got to build his American uh, reputation, his American profile before he's on the level of Chris Jericho. So now, yeah. as a company, if I were the promoter, I know what I'd do. Yeah, yeah. It does make a lot of sense. Um, there's no doubt the. Like, I think that um, I probably would do the same thing if I was booking it as well, because I would really want eyes on my product, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But eyes, eyes on the product. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I can see this, uh, this other, the, like I said, this other side where um, you got um, this new face that, um, I don't know, uh, I guess that you can really push or... It's just um, one of these things that you don't have a former WWE guy mm. as your head. I, I see that that is maybe a, your a hardcore fan of AEW doesn't want. They want like a AEW to have its own fresh champion that has never this I understand touched, too. You know yeah, the I completely the understand. Big e. mm-hmm. uh, so I don't know. You know what's the right way to go? I think you could go both ways and, and be completely fine. Mm. Um, which one's the better way? It's a toss-up. You know? Yeah. I guess we'll never know. Until. But it's but it's good because the thing is, that at least like these top two matches, Pac versus Omega and yeah. Jericho versus Page, you just don't know exactly where they're going to go with them. That's true. And, and it, that's that's a beautiful thing in nowadays, like as far as booking culture goes. Yeah. And I, I know that the, the issue that was earlier uh, with booking Pac and Hangman, that, that uh, double or nothing... Was uh, seeming to be that he had this open the Dragon Gate uh, title, mm-hmm. and uh, they had some deal that he can't lose mm-hmm. outside, uh, mm-hmm. even if it's a non-title match, I guess, unless it's to disqualification or time mm-hmm. limit draws or blah, 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 blah. Um, so he is not 
he lost this championship in July, uh, mm. July 21st to Ben K. So he is kind of a free man in that way. So he's in a way, funny enough, free to lose. But I still don't think he should lose. I think he should win. And then he should go, you know, for the, uh, try to go for the title next, or that could be the big feud. But then again, this is, this is actually what makes it really interesting because, um, yeah, I mean, actually most of these, the, the top four matches, the Cody and Spears, mm. I don't know where they're going to go there. Mm-hmm. Probably Cody. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, you know, is that going to be the revenge from the whole thing or are they going to continue that mm-hmm. on? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the right way to go. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then the, the young bucks and, and the Lucha bros, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You could, you could go either way with all these matches. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Pac Omega and mm-hmm. Jericho and Hangman. So that's what makes it good, you know, because a lot of the WWE stuff and even a lot of the AEW or any other wrestling company, a lot of the times you can, you you know what's going to happen. That's right. That's it. That's it. And here you don't. Yeah. The beauty of the unknown. Well, ladies and gentlemen, before we wrap up this week, just a reminder that uh, this coming uh, Sunday on the 1st of September in Tallinn, Estonia, we have the inaugural Slam Wrestling uh, show in Estonia. So we're bringing pro wrestling to Estonia. Slam Wrestling Finland is launching operations in Estonia and at Roca Almare, that's R-O-C-C-A-A-L-M-A-R-E, shopping center. It's the oldest shopping center in all of Tallinn, possibly all of Estonia, I think. Um, we will be holding in the atrium right in the middle of the mall. Mm, cool. Yeah, that's right. We're going to be holding Slam in Tallinn. We've got wrestlers from six different countries and already confirmed for this show. we got Shana coming back from Portugal. We've got uh, Casey, the former um, Russian women's champion and also uh, women's champion Singapore. She's going to be up against Shana on that card. Uh, we've got Anton Daryabin and uh, Vladimir Kulakov from Russia. Two big guys from Moscow, especially uh, Daryabin, who is uh, he's 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 a monster, and and uh, Kulikov, who is the Russian Wolverine. I'll tell you what, this guy is he's like a Chris Benoit, except that he's Russian. Yeah, I I uh, refed a match with him in Stark Adder, and that was dangerous. Yeah, that's it. That's he, it. He's so. kind of scary guy too. He is, and he's very strong. Yeah, very powerful. Not tall in stature, but super buff. Oh man, and really strong. Yeah. Really strong. You check him out on Instagram, and he's got some just impressive shizat going on there. Yep, and uh, so they're going to be on the show. Then also we've got uh, Captain Blake Steamer. Oh from, yeah, from Poland. Yeah, this guy is a I sight love, to believe. I saw the picture. I love the mask. Oh yeah, really good. Really good getup. Almost like Davy Jones from Pirates of the Caribbean, man. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, and we've got uh, wrestlers from Finland. we got Stark Adder coming. We've got uh, Yami Alto coming. Uh, the Estonian wrestlers, Mick Vinola and uh, Kurt Kook, along with myself, the Rebel Starbuck, all in action at Slam in Tallinn. It's a free show, ladies and gentlemen. It doesn't cost you a dime, so come on out. Check it out on Sunday, the day before school start in Estonia. Sunday, the 1st of September at Raqqa Almare Shopping Center. For more, go to slamsports.eu or then on our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, all at slash slam rest. That's S-L-A-M-W-R-E-S. And we will be catching you next week 
here on Shoot the Shizat. <laughs>